Good morning. I'm so glad that you've tuned in to worship with us at Mount Airy today. My name is Keith Shorter. I'm the pastor at Mount Airy, and we're grateful that you've taken the time to sit in your living room or your back porch or wherever you're watching and worship the Lord with us today. We're hearing from people all across the United States, as well as some of our special friends in places like Uganda and Kenya, that Sunday after Sunday, they are tuning in. And I just want to say hello to our special friends there in Uganda and Kenya, and maybe our friends in Southeast Asia who also may be watching. We're glad that you can connect with your church family through this method. You know, even though we have a crisis in our world, the mission of the church continues. That is so evident this week in the city of Seneca. Tornadoes that came through there recently really devastated that town. And our disaster relief team has been called out to Seneca to help those folks by cutting trees off of their homes and off of their cars and that kind of thing. And so today and throughout the next couple of weeks, our team will be there serving the Lord and serving the people representing the Lord Jesus Christ to them as they serve in the name of Jesus. So would you pray for them? It's a dangerous work to be involved in that, but uh, it's such an important work to say to people, God cares about you, and we do too. By the way, thank you for making those kind of ministries possible through your faithful giving. I've noticed day after day people dropping checks off by the church. I, I never see those physically. I'm not involved in that, but I can see people coming to the church, and it's so encouraging to see that and, and to hear about the checks that are coming in the mail and the online giving. So thank you for your faithful giving. It makes a difference. You enable us to continue our ministry in this time of crisis, and also you enable us to continue to support our partners that we have church partners all around the United States. Thank you for giving to us so that we can continue to give to them. We appreciate your faithfulness. Now today, Mandy Gilmore is going to come and read our scripture text today. And I hope you open your Bible and follow along with her and then leave your Bible open as we'll come back to that text in just a moment. The other day, the world's greatest grandchild said to her dad, get me so-and-so. And Lily's mom, Kelly, said, Lily, you have to say the magic word. Do you know the magic word? And Lily said, yes. And Kelly said, what's the magic word? And Lily said, abracadabra. I wish there was a magic word that we could just say and make things happen the way we want to. I wish there was a magic word that we could say and make coronavirus go away, don't you? Be nice if there was a magic word like that. I've said this before, and I bet you have too. I can't wait for things to get back to normal. In fact, I've heard that just this morning. I just can't wait for things to get back to normal. I've been thinking about that a lot recently. And I want to say to you, I'm not sure I really want to go back to what was normal. Think about that. I understand that it's natural for us to long for normalcy. I understand that. During a trial that doesn't seem to have an end date, it's normal for us to long for normalcy. We want things to kind of get back to what we're used to. I, I get that. But the problem with going back to normal is that maybe normal was not as good as we thought it was. Maybe normal was not exactly all it was cracked up to be. I mean, was the old normal really good? Were we really flourishing in the old normal? Was the old normal spiritually healthy? Now, for some of you, you would say, yes, I, the old normal was pretty good. The old normal, uh, I was really healthy spiritually. And for others of you, if you were honest, you would say, you know what? I'm really not sure that the old normal is what I want to go back to. 
What if this crisis is a divine disruption that allows us to rethink our lives and reconsider our walk with the Lord? What if this crisis is a divine opportunity to really pause and reflect on what matters most and to give our lives then to what does matter when there is a new normal? What if this is our chance to reset our expectations, to refocus on how we do church, and to recommit ourselves to the mission of God? I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I'm not sure I want to go back to what was normal I really would like to come through this as a stronger Christian. I'd like to come through this as a stronger church. So today, I'm starting a brand new series. It's called A Fearless Church. In this series, we're going to focus on the positive things that we can do in negative times. I told a pastor recently that I believe that it's time for God's people to get on the offense instead of playing defense regarding this COVID-19. Now, let me explain what I'm talking about. Don't misunderstand me. I I think we still should practice social distancing. I, I really believe we still should follow the guidelines that the government gives to us. But listen to me carefully. The church of Jesus Christ is needed more now than at any other time in our lifetime. Unlike any time in our entire lives, the church of Jesus Christ is needed A.W. Tozer said it so well when he said, a frightened world needs a fearless church. You see, this is not the time for us as a church family to pull in the drawbridge and try to wait it out. This is not the time to wring our hands and, and wonder what's happening in our world and worry about everything. This is the time for us to be the hands and feet of Jesus in a desperate world. We may be quarantined, but I want to tell you something. You can't quarantine the gospel. And that's just not preacher talk. That's straight from Scripture. I want you to go to 2 Timothy for a moment. This is not the text I'm preaching from, but it's a text I want you to see. In the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 2. By the way, once we read this text, just kind of mark it, because at the end of the message, we're going to come back to 2 Timothy. Chapter 2, 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Look what Paul said. Now, Paul is in prison when he wrote these words. He's quarantined, if you will. He can't get out. In fact, he'll never get out. His life will end there in Rome. But look what Paul says in 2 Timothy 2, verse 8. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel for which I am suffering, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. And then he says, but God's word is not chained. But God's word is not chained. In this first message of this series, I want to tell you something. God's word is not chained. And the most important thing that you can do in these pandemic days is to say, I don't really want to go back to normal. When I get through this, I want to be a stronger believer. When I get through this, I want to be a better person. When I get through this, I want to be part of a stronger church. I don't want the old normal. So how do we do that? How do we get to the point where... We feel like I'm taking steps forward. I'm taking some positive steps forward in these negative times. Well, if you take your Bibles now to go to our text, 1 Peter chapter 3, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, I want to tell you the most important thing you can do in these scary days of pandemic, 
The very most important thing you can do. Now, while you're finding that, let me tell you that 1 Peter is really a letter of encouragement to Christians who were experiencing hard times. I mean, they were going through some very hard times. And, and Peter writes this letter as a letter of encouragement to keep living for the Lord. Let me give you an example of the hard times that they were going through. If you have your Bibles open to 1 Peter chapter 3, in verse four, 14, Peter talks about those who who might suffer for doing what is right. Notice that word suffer in verse 14. Peter's writing to people who are going to, experiencing, or going to experience some suffering. And in verse 16, he writes about those who might speak maliciously against your good behavior. In other words, they were living in, in a dark, desperate time, and even though they were living for the Lord, they had people around them that didn't like what they were doing. And Peter said, I understand there will probably be some people who will speak maliciously about your good behavior. And then in chapter 4, verse 12, over to chapter 4, verse 12, another example of the desperate days they were living in, Peter said, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the painful trial you're suffering as though something strange were happening to you. This painful trial you're going through, Peter said, don't, don't feel like that this is strange, that we're, we live in a fallen world. We live in a messed up world. We live in a time when there's going to be heartache and problems. And Peter said, so don't be surprised at this painful trial. And then in verse, chapter 4, verse 16, here's what Peter said. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. If you suffer as a Christian... Peter was writing to some people who were living through some very difficult days. And he had a powerful message for these persecuted Christians who were living through something really far worse than what we're living through. The words that Peter wrote in chapter 3, verse 15, are just as pertinent, just as powerful as they were to the very first people who read them. Here's what Peter said to these people in chapter 3, verse 15. He says these words. But in your hearts... Set apart Christ as Lord. I know these are hard days. I know these, this is a hard time, Peter would say. I know that you're suffering for your faith. You're suffering because you are a Christian. And the people that Peter was writing to, it was probably some of the hardest days that they had ever experienced. And their faith was being tested and their faith was being challenged. And Peter said, but this is how you handle it. In your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. This is where you start. This is where you begin to address the difficult days you're living in. In your hearts, set apart Jesus Christ as Lord. Now, he's talking about an action that we take. He's talking about a deliberate decision. Look at the verse again. In your hearts, set apart. That word set apart has the idea that this is a deliberate action on your part, a deliberate decision that you make in difficult days. You don't accidentally become a stronger believer. You make that decision to put your uh, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So Peter says, here's how you handle it. Make this deliberate decision on your part, in your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. Now, here's essentially what Peter was saying in this verse. Look here as I've summarized it for you. Peter was saying to the people, God can redeem this if you'll put it in his hand. God can use this for his glory if you'll let him. God can bring good out of bad if you'll trust him. You know, sometimes when we go through a crisis, we get tunnel vision, don't we? And all we can see is the crisis. All we can see is the problem. All we see is COVID-19. 
And it's all we think about and it's all we talk about. And we listen to the negative news day after day after day and it scares us to death. And watch this, and it robs us of our joy and it robs us of our peace that we should be experiencing. We fear the future because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if we're going to be able to find that next roll of toilet paper. We just fear the future. And Peter was saying to these first century Christians, life is hard. We do live in a fallen world. Bad things do happen. And these may be some of the hardest days you've ever been through. But Peter would say to these people, but in your hearts, set apart Christ Jesus as Lord. I would say to you today that in these days of crisis, the most important thing that you can do is this. Step deeper into your relationship with Jesus. That's the one point. The only point of my message today is that one point. Step deeper into your relationship with Jesus. Now, you really need to read verse 15 in its context. So let's read verse 14 so we can get the, the context. Chapter 3 of 1 Peter, verse 14, he says, But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. And then he says, Do not fear what they fear, and do not be frightened. Do not fear what they fear, and do not be frightened. Now, that part of verse 14 is a hard verse to translate. In fact, if you read different translations, you'll see that that the scholars are not exactly sure what that is saying. Here in the text, in verse 14, in the NIV, it says, Do not fear what they fear. Uh, The NAS says, Do not fear their intimidation. And do not be troubled. The New Living Translation says, So don't be afraid and don't worry. Regardless of how we should translate this, in verse 14, he's talking about scary times. He's talking about fearful times. And what do you do in those scary, fearful times? Peter would say to all of us, Don't let what's happening around you determine what's happening within you. That's that's the way you handle it. Don't let what's happening around you, the scary stuff that's happening around you, the difficult things that are happening around you, the things that are testing your faith, and and when you have that tunnel vision and all you see is COVID-19, Peter would say, don't let what's happening around you determine what's happening within you. So here's how you combat that fear. Here's how you deal with all the distractions that are around you. Peter would simply say, in your hearts... Set apart Christ as Lord. Now, what does that mean? Well, someone described it this way. The whole of me to all of God. I like that. The whole of me to all of God. It means that you make the deliberate choice to turn everything in your life over to Jesus Christ. You make the deliberate choice that regardless of what's happening around you, the Lord Jesus will still be Lord within you. See, I really believe God can redeem this crisis for our good if we let him. I really believe that. And, and I just will say to you, I don't want to go back to normal. I don't want to go back to a lukewarm faith and a lukewarm church. Imagine what God could do in our lives and in our world if we individually said, but in my heart, I will set apart Jesus as Lord. Yes, these are dark times, but in my heart, 
I will set apart Jesus as Lord. Yes, I don't know if I'm going to get laid off, but in my heart, I will set apart Jesus as Lord. Yes, I'm not sure how I'm going to make the house payment, but in my heart, I will set apart Jesus as Lord. Could you imagine what would happen if each of us who believe in Jesus Christ would say the first step I'm going to take in these difficult days is to make sure that Jesus is Lord of my life? I'm seeing more and more pastors that, that I respect say something like this. They say, if we're ever going to see real revival, it'll be during this time. The revival that we all long for, the revival that we all pray for, the revival that we've read about in years ago. If, and a lot of pastors that I respect are now saying, if we're ever going to see revival in our lifetime, it'll be right now. You see, this is not just a crisis Listen to me. This is not just a crisis. For the believer in Jesus Christ, this is an opportunity. Jesus is more than just fire insurance to keep you out of hell. And Jesus will, be, will never be more real to you and more near to you than when you set apart Jesus as Lord in your life. I love what Adrian Rogers said, that great pastor who's in heaven now. Adrian Rogers once said, And I quote, show me someone who had let go of the world with both hands and taken Jesus Christ with both hands and made him Lord, and I'll show you someone who cannot be shaken in tough times. I would say to you as your pastor and as your friend, don't waste this crisis. Let God use this crisis to draw you closer to him. Don't just try to wait it out and make it through. Use this time to step deeper into your relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, I want, to tell, I want to say something to you that I want to make sure you get. And if you're taking notes, you, you just want to make sure you write this down. I'm going to put it on the screen, but I want, to, I want to make sure you get this. You're not in control of what's happening in the world, right? None of us are. That's becoming more and more evident. We're not in control of what's happening in the world. You're not in control of what's happening in the world, but you can be in control of what's happening in your heart. If you don't get anything else, get that. You can be in control of what's happening in your heart. I love the story of the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul, if you're not familiar with his story, was somebody who really was against Jesus. He hated Jesus. And then on the road to Damascus, he became a follower of Jesus, a believer in Jesus Christ. And he actually became one of the very first missionaries to take the gospel to the world. On his second missionary journey, the book of Acts tells us that when Paul was in Philippi, he was arrested for preaching the gospel. Paul and his companion Silas were in prison, and the Bible says that night they were praising God, singing and praying. In their hearts, they had set apart Jesus as Lord. So in the middle of this prison time, in the evening, as others perhaps were worrying and and really focused on, on the problems that, that are theirs, of course, because of the prisoners. Paul and Silas, are, they're praying, and they're praising God, and they're singing. And the Bible says, that in the midst of that time, that the Lord God opened the prison doors, and they walked out. Now, that's not the only time Paul was in prison. In fact, the, the Bible tells us he was in prison probably about three times while he was preaching the gospel. The last time he was in prison was two or three years later when he was placed in prison in Rome. 
I've actually been to the dungeon where they think Paul was kept. And while he was in that dungeon in Rome, I wonder if Paul didn't sing some and pray, praise the Lord. I wonder if Paul didn't look at that prison door and think, I know he can open it. I've seen him do it before. I remember in Philippi, we were singing and praying and God opened the door. I know he can. Just don't know for sure if he will. I want you to see something. I told you we're going to go back to 2 Timothy. Go back to 2 Timothy. I want you to see something Paul writes in this letter. Uh, The book of 2 Timothy was written by the Apostle Paul in the prison cell in Rome. As far as we know, it's the last letter that Paul wrote. It certainly is the last recorded letter we have in Scripture that Paul wrote. And Paul says in chapter 4 of 2 Timothy, chapter 4, verse 16, Paul says, At my first defense, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them. In other words, Paul was saying, At my first defense, or we would say today, At my first hearing, nobody was there. At my first court appearance, nobody showed up. Everybody had deserted me. But then look what he says in verse 17 and 18. But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength so that through me the message might be, full, might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. And then he says in verse 18, the Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Paul said twice, once in verse 17, once in verse 18, he referred to the Lord. The same Lord who had opened the prison doors in Philippi. And now he says, but the Lord will rescue me. He's not going to open the door and let me out. He's going to open the door and take me to his heavenly kingdom. So what I want to say to you today is this. Sometimes the Lord opens the prison doors and lets us out. And sometimes he stands at your side and gives you strength. And he's still Lord in both situations. Look at the text again in verse 17. But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength. I want to say to you that we can never be the people that God wants us to be, the people that God has called us to be, unless we allow God to make us into that person that God wants us to be. You see, in this time of crisis, you and I have a choice. We can stiff-arm God or we can draw close to him. Peter says this is the way you handle times of crisis. This is the way you handle times of persecution. This is the way you deal with difficult days in your heart. Set apart Christ as Lord. You can't change what's happening around you. You're not in control of what's happening around you. But you are in control of your heart, what's happening within you. So in your heart, set apart Christ as Lord. What if? What if God wants to use this crisis to strip away all of our little gods that we've been depending on? What if we stop trying to make this world our heaven and instead started living toward heaven and going there one day? What if God wants to use these unprecedented days to bring about an unprecedented revival? 
What if years from now, we look back on this time and say, it was one of the greatest times in my life because it was during those dark, hard days that I really surrendered my life to Jesus again. I'm sure you've noticed I've got two chairs up here. They've been here, of course, throughout the message. These two chairs represent you and I and our relationship with Jesus. You see, for a lot of us, I'm, I'm, I'm fearful that this is kind of the relationship we have with Jesus. We've claimed Jesus as our Lord and Savior, but as time goes on, we've really just began to think of him as our Savior. And maybe we think of Jesus as our consultant. And so it's me, and I'm kind of doing my thing, and I'm in charge of my life. I'm in control. But I do have Jesus here. Jesus is my Savior, and he's my consultant. And when I need to, I I can say, well, I sure could use your help today. Well, I really wish you would do this, and you know what we're facing, and this COVID-19 is getting out of hand, and you need to do something. Could you you change things? And I I really have some needs that, that I need you to meet. And too often, if we're not careful, Jesus becomes our advisor, our consultant. Really, here's what Peter's talking about. He says, in your hearts, set apart Jesus as Lord. You know what Peter's saying? Peter is saying to all of us, you need to get out of the chair. In your heart, set apart Jesus as Lord. Jesus is not your advisor. Jesus is not your consultant. Jesus is supposed to be your Lord. And you knew that when you first came to faith in Christ. When you first came to faith in Christ, you claimed Him as Savior and Lord. Now maybe during this time, this hard days in which we're living, these crazy times in which we're living, now maybe it's time that you and I say, you know what, Lord? I need to get out of the chair. In my heart, I'm going to declare, you are Lord. In my heart, I'm going to declare, you are in control. You are the Lord. You are the master. I'm not going to ask you to be my consultant. I'm going to surrender to you as my Lord. like something that Pastor Craig Rochelle said. He said, God can do way more with your surrender than you can do with your control. God can always do a lot more with your surrender than you can do with your control. So here's the best thing that all of us can do in these days of crisis. The best thing we can all do if you're a believer in Jesus Christ is, here's the first step, in your heart, set apart Jesus as Lord. Now, also I want to say to some of you who are watching today, and you've never taken that step. I want to remind you of a verse in the Bible. It's in Romans chapter 10, verse 9. And here's what it says. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, 
you will be saved. You see, the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and for mine. And the Bible says that the way we are made right with God is not through our good works and our good efforts, but the Bible says the best way to be made right with God, in fact, the only way to be made right with God is to put your faith in the fact that Jesus died on the cross in your place. And when you put your faith in Jesus and claim him as your Savior, you're also claiming him as your Lord, your Master. And the Bible says very clearly, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I want to give you a chance to do that right now. Everyone, would you just bow your heads if you're watching, wherever you're watching, would you bow your heads in your home, on your back porch, wherever you may be, just bow your heads. First of all, Christian, is this the time when you need to get out of the chair and in your heart, Set apart Christ as Lord. This is the time for you to pray and do that. This is the time for you to surrender again. Lord Jesus, I'm getting out of the chair. And I acknowledge that you are also not just my Savior, you are also my Lord. And I don't know what the future holds. I don't know what's going to happen. But I want to walk through it with you as my Lord. And then some of you have never claimed Christ as Savior. Would you pray this prayer with me and mean it from your heart? Dear Jesus, today I believe in you. Today I'm putting my faith in you. I believe you died on the cross in my place. I repent of my sin. I claim Jesus is Lord of my life. Come into my life and save me, change me, and I surrender myself to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, if you've made that prayer today, I want you to let me know. You can just go to info at mountairybaptist.com. Just send us an email, info at mountairybaptist.com. If you've got a, a prayer request, if you've made a spiritual decision uh, whether you're part of our church or you're watching in another state, uh, if you need a pastor to talk to, just contact us at info at com, and we'll be sure to get back in touch with you and help you any way we can. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in today. I look forward to seeing you again right here next Sunday.